2: I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double yoy. We're talking about Twitter.
0: Think of how stupid the average
2: person is and then
0: realize half of them are stupider than that. Quad root yo!
2: That's a touchdown. Why didn't he pick him up with a gun?
1: We're
2: gonna unleash hell here and be simple.
1: That's right. It's time to unleash hell. December 1st, the gates of hell are now open. Finally. Open for business. <laughs> we want to unleash hell here in December. Here in December. Turn on the Donny Hathaway
0: and unleash the gates of hell. Yeah, I you can unleash the gates of hell in your own life as well.
1: This is what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. And I don't know anyone talking about unleashing gates of hell yet. Uh, <laughs>
0: it, it tis the season, though.
1: Yeah, tis, yeah, tis the gates of hell season. Uh, I'm Kyle Kreiss here with Greg Benavent. Hello! And... Uh, feeling good yes. after a win. Yes. Um. Feeling better that it's Unleash Hell season, mm-hmm. right between Toyota Thon and
0: uh, Mercedes sales event, or yeah, whatever. Mercedes uh, massacre. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we we can't be we can't celebrate this win too long mm-hmm. because there's things we've got to do, like. Hi-hi! Uh yes, the the uh, the sleigh bells are ringing, and they all are the choirs are in unison. Peace on will, goodwill to men. No. They're all are saying fire Canada. Or 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 are they? Mm-hmm. Let's uh why don't we get to the tweets? Mm-hmm. Let's start with local legend at J Round32, Josh Roundtree mm-hmm. 937, the so-called fan. Mm-hmm. This is the first time since Matt Canada took over as Steelers offensive coordinator that the offense has scored over twenty points in regulation in consecutive weeks. Wow. That's right. It's a trend. Is this a knock? Is this just saying like, you know, it's been two years, this is only the first time? Or is this, you know, the uh this is finally the mecha Godzilla rising from it took two acts before we finally rise.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, I agree. It's the start of a tradition. It. Um, I, I think what I've realized is that you can tell the Steelers' offense had a good game in the media when the criticism of Canada is limited to specific plays. <laughs> like, it's not a general, just like everything was bad. Like, the more you hear someone mention Zach Gentry or running a short play to him, that's a sign that uh, Canada's uh, done well in the eyes of uh, the media.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, the Steelers won Yeah. Did you see the shuffle pass to Derek Watt? <laughs> how could you? How could you? You know, right? Um, handing
0: off to uh, what was the one, what was the one handing off to McFarlane again, and uh, he had the one nice play, and then it was third down, and he got absolutely stuffed. That was that was the other one. I think I've heard some criticism, of. but again, that's the sign that Canada did well, is that you're referencing just these specific plays.
1: Well, you know, is this the start of of a trend? If if uh, if we're scoring 20 points in regulation in consecutive weeks, is this because... Comes three weeks, four weeks. Uh, what what does that do to all these Canada haters?
0: Well, I think it, it, it shows real growth. I mean, one, the haters are always going to be there, and they're always going to find a reason to hate. That that's going to be at uh, uh, you know, the
1: giving season,
0: right? Oh yes, the giving season. The best thing, and the best thing you can give yourself is the ability to hate someone else. That's a big, <laughs> big part of how this works. But uh, you but yeah, are a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had that. But um, but yeah, there's going to be. Uh, I, I think I hope it. This does continue that it becomes harder and harder to hate Canada as things go on. I mean, I think this, I mean, I I hate to say these kinds of things. I wonder if this was maybe a pivotal win in a lot of ways. I mean, it, had they lost this one, it would have cemented in a lot of narratives, even if they had gone in, I think, on a run after this. Uh, yeah, so I Oh, think,
1: the narratives are just delayed a week. It's like when right. Dancing with the Stars gets bumped for election night coverage or something. You know, it's like, okay, we'll find out next week. <laughs> why uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore is better dancer than,
0: you know, the Bachelorette. That but. was genuinely funny and insightful. But uh, <laughs> but I think but I think there is something to that. I think But I think this game was different. Because I think, okay, you lose next week. All right, that's a tough game, but it was two on the road. Da, 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 you lose to the Ravens. The Ravens are good. There's something else entirely about you're losing to a guy that was watching these games on television a month ago. I think there's <laughs> something about losing to a team that people I, I mean, the Colts aren't good, but I don't think they're as bad as people said. This was a Team that went into the year expecting to win now i mean i couldn't keep, keep my tombstone or whatever i'll take the w yeah. sorry little ben there yeah yeah at um
1: okay yeah okay well let's uh how about this how about uh how about this how about he lost the tweet sound again <laughs> At Jack underscore Sperry, Jack Sperry. Trust me, I understand why a lot of Steeler fans don't like Matt Canada. But the reality is, oh, oh, but the reality is <laughs> that the adjustments he has made after the buy have worked, and the offense is looking way better now. He deserves credit for that part. The adjustment, I haven't seen them. Where, where do uh, the adjustments? What?
0: Uh- I mean, the adjustments could be uh, uh, Chase Claypool being in Chicago. The, adjust- the adjustments are most likely. Uh, I-, I think the biggest adjustment. Is time passing with Kenny Pickett as the quarterback? That might be a pretty significant adjustment. It, uh, the adjustments are also there's an adjust. there's has been a very significant adjustment in the winning percentage of the opponent. That's also can't be overseen too. Oh, you're saying
1: that uh, you know we're not playing down to our opponent, our bad opponents, right now? I
0: I don't think. I don't. I think. I I mean, I. I don't know. I I never bought into the Steelers playing down even in the days when they were, you know, real good. But I think. But I think it. it, It's all of these contribute. I mean, just if in the same way that when they were losing and losing badly in the first part of the season, all so many things contributed to that. I think so many things contributing to this. But I. I. I, You did kind of gloss over. I think the guy said Canada deserves credit for his part in that he does i mean he's i don't know what his part is to an extent it is, but they're scoring points and he's there doing the job i mean you can't take that away from him like and you know and i at least me personally when I, you know when my canada
1: criticisms or my uh interpretation of others Canada of criticism it usually comes down to passing schemes or route schemes but as mm-hmm. uh as at Alex Kazor points out rushing yards the Steelers mm-hmm. have had since the bye week 10 217 week 11 102 week 12 172 mm-hmm. you know the i guess it's a lot easier to to Say, Matt Canada's looking good when the running attack is looking this good.
0: Oh, yeah, but one, uh, 100%, and two, I mean, it's one of those things we don't know the extent of everyone's involvement in all of these things. But, yeah, I, I the running, this is the best the running game has looked since uh, early 2020. Like, I'm trying to think of a time, you know, I mean, other than the Browns game and Ben's last uh, yeah. um, uh, Monday night game, uh, you know, this is the best the running game has looked in some time. Since,
1: uh, yeah, I don't want to say all the way since Lev years, because there were some good Conners. Well, that's what yeah. I that
0: was, but also early 2020, I remember Benny Snell got 100-so yards on the Giants in that first bizarre uh, quarantine game.
1: And like, Benny Snell looking like the Benny Snell football of... Actual
0: uh, Benny Snell football. To
1: think if Benny Snell football had been there this whole time, maybe there wouldn't be a nausea era. <laughs> if it, you know, if right, this was or, still the Benny Snell era.
0: Or if it just, or just, just imagine, I mean, we're saying Benny Snell football unironically. It like, takes, that's happening. It takes 52-plus helmets mm-hmm. every year.
1: And mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I've i said that once, at least. I don't know. I'm sure you have. Um, I've heard you do it, yeah. You know, how about how about a little, uh, I, I don't know, is this Canada praise or not? At Blitzburg, Blitzburg. Uh, marquise pouncey said several times on bed's podcast it's hard to watch the steelers without ben roethlisberger but he did defend matt canada saying sev- several times saying he's a good dude and he feels bad for him now i kind of agree it is it is harder to watch the steelers without ben roethlisberger yeah um but you know he's defending matt canada as the as the person saying he's a great guy um and sometimes we overlook that factor in in the uh personnel you know
0: 100 uh, percent. Uh, two things about this. One, I- I'll agree with Pouncey. It's difficult to watch the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger circa 2016. Like to me, <laughs> Roethlisberger of last year is no harder to watch than Kenny Pickett. I think Pickett's easier to watch than Ben was last year because I know if Pickett gets hit, he's getting back up. I know that Pickett can run the ball for a first down. I know Pickett is going to be able to take a blow to the head and be able to stay in the game. So he's not harder than watching Ben the last couple of years too. I'd love to hear the context, and I'm, I still haven't listened to Ben's podcast. I should. It's but three. It,
1: they watch the whole game. It's three hours. Oh like it's God. just. It's hard. I'm. You know. I'm like fast forwarding through the. Beer. Beer, beer drinking, you know, <laughs> and just like, just like, let's just talk shop, you know, but they're watching the game as it, as it, so oh, that's, well, that's, that's very a neat cool. idea. I that's like very that. Cool. I yeah. was just
0: going to say the context of feels, Pouncy feels bad for Canada. You can feel bad for somebody in a variety of different ways for many different reasons. I think he's feeling bad the, of,
1: of the public oh. uh, reaction to him. In addition to just, I think he's feeling bad about the lack of success really, mm. you know? Um mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anyone, you know, really, uh, expected gotcha. this but surprisingly he talked about and you know maybe this is for the draft watcher segment oh, but he God. talked about how the unit playing it as with a unit is. uh you know that's the, the public often underrates that aspect so oh we can just pick a free agent here or we can just draft a piece here it's actually more about you know having that unit play together and with with longevity, and that's know?
0: the one thing these guys have had. I mean, for whatever you can say, say a lot of things about this offensive line. They haven't gotten hurt. They've been available. Well, this but, season, yeah, right. yeah, we yeah, yeah, but it's I see what you mean about that.
1: Like it, over mm-hmm. over the arc of a uh, you know, oh yeah, years. Yeah, it, um, and these guys are all one and two years. You know, besides some of the free guys. Um, mm-hmm. Well, maybe final point on Matt Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give it to <whistles> at Paul ice Paul ice uh, Who's he with the PPG? Who's I think he's he? still with the PG. I
0: think he's still with the PG.
1: Matt Canada is better at his job than Danny Smith is at his job. Is that a hot take, or is that Canada praise? Well,
0: I mean, I, I, it's a little bit of both, too. It's it's also very, very easy to tweet this when the guy from Pittsburgh State is running for 80, <laughs> ran for, what, 130 yards in the game on kickoff returns? I, mean, hey, I you, haven't seen that since, what, Eric Metcalf do it against the Steelers? Like, I
1: mean, you know, you we miss we miss uh, Miles Boykin. I know, pe- I know people are like oh you know he doesn't some there were times when oh he doesn't deserve a helmet or something or we get let's get calvin austin the third out there no miles boykin is proven his worth he wasn't on
0: the field for yeah, and that. he also miss uh, uh chris boswell for kicking the ball uh, into the state of Illinois. <laughs> it, uh, that, that would have also helped, too. I mean, it's... But again, the only the only thing that, you know, the, the only uh, a hot take I would give counter to this, and again, I have no idea how much coaching influences things, is that, you know, we found some dude on the street that was cut by the Jaguars who's kicking 50-yard field goals fairly reliably. I mean, I know he doinked the one in, but, you know, they don't ask how. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about um you know one coverage play and say oh horrible special teams or mm-hmm. you know just because we haven't run one back uh but I think of special teams as the blocked field goals the blocked punts, or the right. you know those those units there mm-hmm. you know and that
0: was in that guy's stadium when Loudermilk blocked that I mean I know it was like for way too many yards and that was a dumb call there's a lot of calls on their end but it uh but still that play ended up being very big
1: We got to move fast. We've got, because I've got this uh, cool interview coming up in the second half with the Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Carlton Hasselrig documentary Mm -hmm. maker. So let's Mm -hmm. get to the Kenny talk. Uh, Big week for Kenny at PFF Steelers. PFF. Kenny Pickett's 88.5 PFF grade versus the Colts, second best by a quarterback in Week 12, best by a rookie QB in all of 2022, best by a Steelers quarterback since Week 10 of 2018. <laughs> this, I mean, I I know it was a it was a it was a good win mm-hmm. and a fun win, but I you know was this the best quarterback performance from a Steeler
0: in three four years? Well, I was trying to think of which games in particular of Ben's I would have disagreed with this on, and I I couldn't think of one in particular, it's it's just because the problem with a lot of the best Ben games last year is that you remember the best moments at the end and not maybe when it was a struggle at the beginning. Like I was going to be like, well, yeah, of course, the Vikings game. I mean, you know, where they just miss it at the end or the Chargers game, but that's, I forgot there was a whole first half. It. Uh, I mean, again, you know, it's it's I, I agree, Kenny played a great game and this really did feel like the start of something, but I, I always have to take PFF with the ginest grain of salt, the kind of salt that can absolutely get the snow out of your driveway very quickly but um but i did laugh at best Buy rookie quarterback in 2022 well i would hope yeah I mean, the there's be,
3: been
1: two
0: uh, or was, three was no, like, hey, kenny might have had that before this like that's you know <laughs> what i mean he like he might have had it in like the saints game he might have had it in the loss to the bengals like that yeah you yeah. know it uh, but the second best buy qb in week 12 no matter however weird and esoteric uh the pff grades are that is very real and this does feel like the next step forward and again no turnovers
1: yeah, it, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like—is it feeling like Kenny might have? Uh, the he might have it here. I don't. Well, if if you're not convinced by PFF, how about at next gen stats next gen stats Kenny Pickett completed 18 of 22 passes traveling fewer than 10 air yards for 126 yards in the Steelers victory over the Colts a plus 7.7 percent cpoe mm-hmm. Cpo score Pickett <laughs> leads the NFL with a plus 6.8 Cpo score on passes under 10 air yards this morning this this morning this season the Cpo goat Kenny Pickett wow.
0: I mean it it, it it does seem uh, – I mean, the thing about the CPO, and I I, I threw out the no turnovers thing just cause before this just because I wasn't sure where to say it. But, I mean, that – you know, it's, it's – I understand you don't want a quarterback to just be a game manager, but it feels like step one for a young rookie to become a great quarterback is to first be a game manager. And CPO, to me, sounds like an acronym that means game manager. What is CPO? What is it? I, I mean uh, – uh, It's
1: completion percentage. Completion. Over – estimate
0: uh i mean i guess i i just i keep trying to turn the oh it's it i have a i struggle with getting oh into uh, why are we doing over if a thing if it's under 10 yards but i don't know that's me trying to pause having breaking my brain on their acronym
1: don't try to decipher the cpo score <laughs> just know that no one has most has most cpo than kenny
0: the captain of cpo the cpo c
1: the cpo pro <laughs> Who has Mo SIPO? <laughs> no. Coke Pro. Kenny. Kenny Pickett. CPO. SIPO. SIPO for show. It's... Let's go to at Marcus underscore Mosier. Marcus mm-hmm. Mosier. This is the, the bummer side of Kenny. NFL okay. QB sorted and adjusted yards per attempt this season. Kenny is last. 4.9. Also last in yards per completion at 9.1. Uh, what Does this put a rain that's on your CPO parade? That's the same Cipo thing parade? the other guy said. That, <laughs> oh, that, that, that's
0: just saying he's the CPO champ. Isn't that what I'm getting out of this? I'm so confused. Well, no, he's
1: last with 4.9 adjusted yards per attempt.
0: Right. It's passes under 10 yards. His complete 9.1 is under 10 yards. I, I I, feel like I went too far into the stats and like I'm trapped in a black mirror thing.
1: Well, that's why he's the CPO pro because every pass is under 10 yards.
0: Well, I, I, I do think that this is a part of the... I don't know I, I it's hard for me to get too mad about that just because it seems to have it, it seems to be working and also this is that that's all season though and also not just in this last few games since things have been getting better but um but yeah it uh, I I feel like both of these tweets have said the same thing in different words but it might just be that I've seen too many numbers and my brain has melted
1: <laughs> see well I yeah seepo. I thought okay let's get um, let's break it down in uh, to, to layman's terms how okay. about this is uh at blitzburg again blitzburg ryan clark on kenny pickett this was on espn's um mm. post game who's the bald guy with the glasses
0: oh, uh, oh scott, uh, van, scott van pelt
1: yeah mm. ryan clark's on there and he goes quarterbacking is something you either have or don't kenny pickett has it Quarterbacking. Is that a noun? I thought quarterbacking would be a verb, but no, I think this is a
0: gerund here. I, 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 oh man, I always struggled with gerunds. It, um, but yes, I, I, I mean, that makes sense to me. I mean, it's that this, this is it quarterbacking is using one word and more syllables to say the eye test, but yes, I, uh, but no, I mean, that this is all, but isn't that a big part of everything we were told about Kenny when they drafted him is that this guy's a winner, this guy just figures it out. And, um, yeah, I've certainly seen that over the last few weeks. I feel like I saw that even in the losses to the Jets and the Dolphins. It um this makes sense to me. It uh, you know, something else. I don't want to get a sidetracked, but it hit me watching the Colts play. Is can you imagine how rough this season would have been if they hadn't drafted Pickett? the every single conversation would be about what quarterback are they drafting next year? Oh, you yeah. would never think about these. It would be in the back of every game. It would be, you know, uh, maybe they went an extra game or two with Mitch and, you know, I don't know what uh, safety or D lineman they would have drafted, but man, it would have been uh, 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 the, uh, the second topic of conversation, if not the main topic nonstop.
1: Oh yeah. We'd be talking. Uh, we would have been draft watching in October or something. Right, you But know? we'd have
0: been draft talking at like three and three, you know, <laughs> like, it would have been so much worse than this.
1: Anyway. You're exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. Well, let's talk about someone. If, if quarterbacking is something you either have or you don't, this guy definitely doesn't have it. <laughs> Deontay Johnson, he doesn't have any quarterbacking skills. In fact, here, let's get to... We'll go back to Blitzberg. Mm-hmm. Blitzberg. George Pickens is wide out one on the Steelers by a mile. Deontay Johnson doesn't look good at this point. Is uh is is pickens the rookie already the 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 number one well i mean he certainly i
0: i i i've struggled to judge chemistry and conversation so i feel it's even harder to judge it in uh, between a quarterback and a wide receiver but certainly pickett and pickens do seem to have some kind of connection i mean that third and what was it third and nine uh was as real a play as it gets it um you know pickett hasn't necessarily had that same uh connection with johnson yet and yes him dropping the touchdown is extremely disappointing uh it is frustrating to see you know johnson when it seems like he has a clear lane and he jumps backward and all that kind of thing it's um i don't know i i think i think just as pickett whether unconsciously or not is always compared to roethlisberger dj is consciously or not compared to ab on the field okay woo, on okay the field, I think all right all so. right
1: they uh, you know it was interesting if you listen to Ben's podcast with Pouncey they were comparing receivers to like they were comparing Pickens to Martavius Bryant like they were like oh mm. do you think you know do you think that guy has any like Tavius in him and mm. stuff and I was like whoa yeah that guy was you know closer to AB maybe than people think I don't yeah, know
0: Yeah well think about it. Martavis as I remember is he was unimaginably talented and that catch in the for the touchdown against the Bengals in the playoff mm-hmm. game still defies physics yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it also, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, but, uh, Martavis, I don't know if he was as reliable as Pickett's can be already. And, and again, Martavis caught terrible breaks. They should, it should never have happened. Then when it did with the weed, that's an indictment on the society anyway. But yeah, but Bryant, um, uh, had all the talent in the world, just caught so many bad breaks at, uh, I, I don't know if he was the. This, I don't think he was as good as Pickens is, uh, going to be, but no. At, um,
1: mm-hmm. I still like. I don't know. They were photos. I didn't, I don't have the tweet here, but one mm-hmm. of the um, one of the photographers. I don't, can't remember if it was PPG or if it was the Trib, mm-hmm. but they had like DJ talking. I think it was after Pickens missed mm-hmm. that touchdown, and mm-hmm. DJ is on the sidelines. He's like talking them up, and mm-hmm. you know I don't know what they're saying, but obviously it was something pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I just thought like, there's DJ in this moment. You don't see it maybe on the field, but here's a moment where his value is is uh you know maybe more tangible
0: oh that absolutely take it, things he learned from Darius Hayward Bay who was a good leader with that kind of thing too but also I thought that was Pickett's fault not Pickens on that touched on the, the play where Pickens doesn't catch the ball the sure sure and, um, yeah. I, I think there was no way for him to catch that ball <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh it, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a little bit mm-hmm. of this. It's a little bit of Monica. Me, me, me. Oh, Let's yeah. get to the draft watchers. Oh no. oh no. Uh we'll just go to at J I guess we'll go back to AJ round 32, Josh Roundtree. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just dropped from the 5th overall pick to the 12th overall pick with that win. Woo! Woohoo, man. right. Like yeah, great yeah again you know there's more pressure in the in the having a bust in those high picks you know it's like oh yeah uh, I'm more, yeah, I'm more confident with a 12. Plus, if if you're gonna go offensive line, um, and you want to, and you don't want to go tackle, you know, t- mm-hmm. top five, maybe you can get a tackle. Now we're in the 12s. You can go maybe elsewhere if you want to go. Absolutely, line, you, know? you
0: can still find that shutdown corner. You get, you I mean, you can still fix other holes. You can still find the super D lineman if there's one around there. I mean, it's isn't that around where they found Aaron Donald? Isn't that around where the Rams drafted him? Like, okay, it, uh, yeah, you can find amazing. Isn't that around where the Cowboys found Parsons? It, uh, I, I, you know, there's a great players in and around that area. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, that sounds. We can't
0: verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds, sounds right, right to right. me. one was eleven. Eleven?
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then of course everyone's watching the, the Bears at the Pony <laughs> Express. Andrew filipponi Right now, the Bears own the thirty. Or right now, the Steelers own the thirty fourth pick in the draft, thanks to the Claypool trade. That's highway robbery. Uh, uh, let's hope. I mean, that thirty four better be a hit. I say because. Um, that's how I'm going to compare him. Be comparing him to Chase Claypool,
0: not, and, and not
1: the stat line. Oh, he's only had two catches in Chicago. I, not six, six, yeah. catches, six, six catches. Six.
0: Okay, whatever. And, but. Um but uh, yeah no I mean it's essentially I mean it, it is essentially a, uh, a second first round pick but then again you know if they traded him to the Packers it also at this point looks like a, a second first round pick as well just a few picks back of that but yeah
1: yeah I mean mm-hmm. and, that, and that might have to be another wide out you know we lost Chase but that 34 pick might need to be another wide out am I out of my mind for uh, thinking that
0: I mean it's it's there's so many other flaws with this team uh, 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 and you do have and you do get to see Austin next year but um and you know I think think uh, Muth is very much can be a two or three wide receiver but um, I, I'd be surprised with all the other flaws that they have but that's also the nice thing about having all these many picks is that you can't dress the best player available so if there is another Pickens like talent who falls for reasons that frankly people struggled to articulate then and it's even more difficult to articulate now they he fell that far because what he shoved the guy at Georgia Tech I still think but it must have been the knee injury you know and, and
1: people and that's what people will say the First game he misses, uh, you know. Uh, whenever mm-hmm. he's misses a game, they're gonna be like, "Oh, injuries, injury prone." Okay. Right, and
0: that's even after didn't you catch a big touchdown in the title game. Anyway, yes. anyway, all right. <laughs> well,
1: coming up in the second half. Uh, like like I said there's this new doc on Carlton hasselrig mm. and it's got some of the last known footage mm. of him before his passing and it's very eye-opening mm-hmm. uh we'll talk to about we'll talk we'll, we'll talk to that filmmaker in the second half and you know maybe we can talk about uh Kenny's girlfriend causing some uh, parking lot drama I maybe she was his fiancee fiance? I could be wrong. Okay, then, well, no, okay. I, You'd like, uh, you know, my boss here, Mario, says until it's legal, you know, nothing it doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count. So. Alright, we'll see you in the second half.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
3: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC.
1: Welcome back. You know, it's been more than two years since the passing of Carlton Hasselrig, Pro Bowl lineman, freak athlete, but his family is still fighting for closure. There's a new documentary on CTE that includes some of the last footage of Hasselrig. It's very sobering, uh, kind of mind-opening. mind, o- mind opening. Uh, Joining me now, the journalist who shared this story from Al Jazeera's fault lines, six-time Emmy-nominated senior correspondent, Josh Rushing. Welcome to What Jin's Talking About.
3: Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for, for watching the show and then for, for inviting me on, I really appreciate it.
1: Well, you know, if for Steelers fans, Carlton's story is, you know, well-known, but how did his particular story get on your radar?
3: We were looking at doing a story that, that asked the question of, of how well the NFL was really taking care of these players who were suffering the effects of CTE. So really kind of examining the, um, uh the concussion settlement and there were a number of stories we were going to tell that uh other reporters had touched on already and there were families across the country we were going to go visit and spend time with and the Hasselrig story had been told at least partially uh or at least up to that point by uh Will Hobson at the Washington Post a really great magazine article and he's been one of the best reporters on this issue uh with CTE and with the the settlement and so I think that's probably what first led us to the Hasselrick family. But once we got to Johnstown and we started to learn more about Carlton. And I mean, we talked to childhood friends, his uncle, uh, wrestlers, uh, people who coached with them, like, uh, you know, his ex-wife, like just all these people around Johnstown, the the local newspaper in Johnstown. It, it's a story that is like it sounds like a bad Disney film that I would hate who gets drafted into the NFL without playing a down a college ball. Yeah. Who then is starting the next year? Who then is an all pro lineman with a guy who sets a rushing record behind him, running behind them? Like that doesn't happen except in Disney films. And it annoys me when it does. And yet <laughs> That's honestly Carlton's story. Carlton could be one of the most gifted athletes his country's ever produced. And that's saying a, a ton, right? I mean, yeah. like, come on. But um we know someone who works in the production company with Le- LeBron James, and he happens to be and, and my producer knew him from before this. And it turns out that through like it's a small world, he's Carlton's cousin. <laughs> And this guy said, we saw him at Carlton, he said, I'm sitting three doors down from LeBron James and Carlton's the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, he the fact that he won six national championships in wrestling, he won it at division two and they let him come back and try it at division one. This was at uh, uh, Pitt Johnstown and he won it at division one. And then he went back the next year, won division two. They let him try division one and he won division one. They changed and the rules for him. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) They changed the rules, and the rule is still called the hassle rig rule. How many athletes do you know that are so superior that they've had to change the rules for that one person? And years later, it's still named after them. It's just you can't get your head around how gifted this guy was, Um, which is also what makes it so heartbreaking. I've read a lot about CTE. I'm very aware of CTE. I have not really seen – what someone's suffering with CTE and their final days or weeks or months. I have not seen that until this moment. And Michelle filmed it with her phone, trying to take care of Carlton. And I know that he was over 300 pounds when he was on the Steelers. And then you see him at, I mean, he can't be 165, 170 pounds in some of these videos. And then the way he's talking and, you know, it's such a tragic story. Because Carlton, and this becomes a long answer, but just Michelle had been gaslit by the NFL concussion doctors. They're, they're neuropsychologists and neurologists that didn't work for the NFL, but they uh, are paid for the NFL to do the, the test. And they told Carlton, you're okay. He didn't qualify for any settlement. So while Michelle's wife, was trying to care for him in these extremely difficult times, he's putting the dirty laundry in the freezer because he thinks it's a washing machine. He can't find the coffee. He's losing weight. He's becoming angry. He won't see doctors. He keeps saying, but the NFL, they know what they're doing. These are the best doctors in the world. And they said, I'm OK. Turns out his scores were only OK because they were race normed.
1: Uh, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to talk about race norming, but, you know, th- it was that, that footage uh, that, you you know, that Mrs. Hasselrig had. That is really, you know, you hear about the data or you hear the expert testimony, but it was that footage that, you know, you showed uh, his that his wife, his wife showed just the, the, the you know, God, I can't even put myself in her shoes having to save the last footage of your husband in, in this form because of you know, of a fight that she is still having to fight today.
3: Yeah, still today. So we took Carlton's test and you see this in the um, in the episode to a neurologist or maybe it was a neuropsychologist at uh, Mount Sinai Hospital and had him run it through the NFL concussion software and just simply change one thing on it from African-American to Caucasian. And what you saw was, it looked like the scores of a completely different person who would have more than qualified for the settlement had he not been identified as, as African-American. And so the fact is that this is all set up on the NFL and the neuropsychology uh, battery of tests that they were using. There's an assumption that uh, black Americans are born with a lower cognitive ability than white. And so to show a cognitive loss, uh, they would have to score lower um, on these on these tests, but the tests, when given as as raw scores, they were then adjusted for the race. Going, yeah, but you're black, so we're going to move the bar over here for you. And seventy percent of the players in the class are black. So this is a huge money saving thing for the NFL. But now that it's come out, and we we interviewed a, a neurologist or neuropsychologist, neuropsychologist, no neurologist. who who said he was pressured to use race norming. And when he wouldn't use race norming, they stopped sending players to him. And he told us he had seen over 160 NFL players before that. So the NFL was forcing these doctors to use race norming. So once it came out, the NFL admitted it, they said they're not gonna do it anymore and they're going to make it right with the players they did. But that was having players retested. And by this point, Carlton had already died. And so, uh, but at the end of our episode, Michelle had a file file for an appeal on that. And, um, that the last we heard was that that appeal did not look good. And, um, I mean, you see in the episode at one point she breaks down crying. She has $5 to her name. She showed me the, the, the notice they were turning off the water the next week. They were turning off the gas, which means she couldn't cook and she was a cook in the Navy. And she owns a little taco shop that uh, carlton Hilper open in downtown johnstown here she wouldn't even be able to cook at home and then she was going to lose the house not because she couldn't afford the payment it was paid for she couldn't afford the taxes oh. and so it, it's really heartbreaking and we'll see what the nfl ultimately decides on on, on her appeal but like i said at that by the time we finished the, the word was, it, it It didn't look good. They weren't going to reconsider it.
1: Who's advocating for these players? You know, the, uh, Chris Seeger was involved on the legal side at one point. Was there a union involved? Like, who who's advocating for these players?
3: No, the union isn't um, involved. It is Chris Seeger, who's one of the leading um, uh, class action lawyers in the U.S. And in the deal, he's taken tens and tens of millions of dollars, Um. But the players who voted on it and they voted on it believing they were going to be taken care of uh, are finding out that, that they're facing a different reality. Now, you know,
1: Pittsburgh fans know Carlton's story, and some critics will say, well, there was substance abuse or addiction problems. But as you point out in your doc, well, there's also Justin Strelzik and Terry Long, you know, guys who played alongside him. So anyone who might say, well, there are outside factors in football, I mean, that doesn't seem to line up. Well,
3: th- those very factors are a part of having CTE. that that you would dismiss someone no one dies of CTE Justin Sherlock didn't die of CTE he died from driving his truck into an oil tanker at 90 miles an hour Terry Long didn't die from CTE he drank antifreeze yeah um Carlton might have been self-medicating but that's also a part of it like all these 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 personality difficulties are a part of what's happening to your brain and so I, I think it's it's either naive or disingenuous to dismiss someone's suffering because of because of that.
1: Um, now you brought his widow to Shore Stadium. Has there been any response from the team? I know the NFL is keeping comments under lock, but what about the Steelers themselves? They've always been, you know, known for trying to embrace their players and their alumni. Uh, you know, have they have they had any
3: kind of uh you know, uh, well, reaction to this. There was a a point where uh, Art Rooney was going to sit down with an interview for this piece, and I'm not. It never worked out, and I'm not sure why. But I can say Carlton was very fond of the Rooney family. Um, Michelle would talk about how how he spoke of, with with great respect for the Rooney family, and that that uh, they take care of their players. You know, it was interesting going to we we took Michelle to the um, oh well to kind of wrap up the the Rooney thing is so he we end up not being able to do the interview and again I'm not sure maybe it was just a scheduling thing he's busy I, I or maybe they had second thoughts about talking about this but um, I, I I do not know if they have seen the piece I I hope they see the piece I really do we we took Michelle to the Steelers first home game this year and we walked through the tailgating and it was like. I was so, I, I wasn't sure how many people would, would recognize Hasselrig. It's been a, a number of years, but I mean, like we were one step in and people were like Hasselrig, I love your jersey. She was wearing his uniform and they're like, he's legend. He's yeah. great. And like everyone knew, everyone knew. And on one hand that made Michelle feel so great. Like her husband's loved. And then they, they, and we chatted with them a bit about the concussion settlement. And they all thought that he must have been taken care of by it and that she must have been taken care of by the settlement. Yeah. They couldn't believe when she said, no, she's received nothing, zero. And then they they expressed sympathy for her. And then they went in to watch the game that she couldn't afford a ticket to. Mm. And we sat by the statue, the bronze statue with the elder, Mr. Rooney. And you could hear the crowd. I mean it it, it sounded like eighty thousand people riding a roller coaster mm. together. <laughs> you know, and she was crying. and she was crying because she said that all these people felt like you know, the NFL was doing the right thing by its players because of this settlement. and but the truth was that it wasn't. And what was really conflicting her was she said, but at the end of the day, she still wished she could be in there watching the game, yeah, yeah, and me too. Throughout this piece, I grew up playing football. And my goal when I was a kid was to play pro football. I loved football. And I still love football. I watch it every weekend. I get sad when the season's over. I'm bummed for six months a year waiting for it to start again. Like, I, I love it. But it's becoming a little harder to tolerate that the damage is causing to these guys. And it's like, okay, so let's make it as safe as possible for them. But it's always going to have some inherent risk. And then if if let's just take care of them. I mean, we call the NFL like like it's a company or something, but really it's a collection of like 32 billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> they they could take care of these guys. They they could do better. And uh that's what I really hope. If I could do anything with this piece, it's not to stop the game, it's not to end the game, it's to make the game better. And it's to take care of these guys in the field that we all say we love.
1: Well, it's a uh, it, you know, it's a it's a yeah, it's very moving and touching. You can see it on Al Jazeera English's YouTube channel. It's called "How the NFL Failed Its Black Former Players." Um, you know, we'll be we'll be trying to follow, see what happens next with this. You know, the settlement appeals that still uh, that's still to be determined. You say
3: that's my understanding. That's my understanding. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, fill us in on all that. And uh, hopefully maybe we can uh, talk again on, uh, you know, maybe on some updated news.
3: I I, I would love to talk uh, about football rather than about uh, about the sad topic. I hope the NFL does the right thing so we can spend our time talking more about the game and less about the tragedies.
1: Definitely. Great, great fun awards. All right. Thanks a lot. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, And one thing that we didn't get to talk about Mm. that Hasselrig, I believe, beat Kurt Angle in college wrestling. I totally
0: believe that Uh, Hasselrig was one of the most talented, just natural athletes, just athletes. Uh, ever, I mean, I've heard that from so many people that are far more knowledgeable of such matters than myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy is going to say uh, more athletic than LeBron James. Okay, well, you know, but hey, I'm I'm for it. I'm here for it. I'll I'll, I'll be saying that for the rest of my life. Now, all right, let's. Uh, you know, we haven't talked defense. Okay. Let's let's get back to the tweets. Mm-hmm. At at Alex Kazora, mm-hmm. Alex Kazora. Coming into last week, six Steelers have had 10 sack seasons under Mike Tomlin. T.J. Watt, James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Bud Dupree, now Alex Highsmith, mm. 10 sacks, and there's still, uh, you know, seven, what, seven games to go? Seven games
0: to go, <laughs> yes. It, uh, no, Highsmith has become uh, 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 just another of the Steeler pipeline, you know, a guy that played at a small school, they get him in a middle round, and they coach him up to being a force. I mean, it's it's this, this is, you know, for as much as people say, oh, the Steeler way is gone, it doesn't exist. It's you can still find it in some places, and this is absolutely one of them.
1: And you can I mean, you can tell when TJ's back; it's just it's a different it's a different game for yes. him, you know. Oh and yeah,
0: absolutely. But it, but by that same token, I mean, it, it, okay, sure they double TJ this and this. TJ's not hundred percent sure, but someone still has to take advantage of those matchups. Yeah, like and that's and that, and that's not something that just anybody can do.
1: Um, and maybe just one more thing on defense. How about at by Josh Carney? Josh Carney, per PFF, top five players for Steelers in week 12 defensively. Number one, James Pierre, mm. 87.1. Uh, it, you know, we were like, well, what do we, you know, the, the secondary is a mess. But, you know, someone has risen to the occasion here. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I almost wonder if, um and I have no idea how PFF does their grades, and I certainly never want to. But, like, I know that if you're, like, the quarterback rating, it's, you know, you can throw whatever your completion, whatever, that means so much. But, like, if you throw an interception, that severely tanks it. But if you throw a touchdown, that severely helps it. And I wonder in terms of Pierre, who, you know, I didn't notice him other than the interception, which means he had a fine game. But I wonder if maybe by catching that interception, which was a great athletic play, that's like, okay, that was like a big uh, uh, point boost, like you were playing an old video game.
1: Oh, I see. That was yeah. That's the bonus. You uh, you reached Coin the bonus round. And, yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Well, yes. you know if if he, if he continues to like I like we saw him appear once last season mm-hmm. like this with the game winning moment and mm-hmm. you know if we if 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 he could become, I think we probably said the same thing last season, it's mm-hmm. like if he became a more regular force out there, it kind of frees up some you know, you don't have to worry like, well, what do we got? Witherspoon. We got Levi Wallace, Arthur Millett, uh, Who's the guy who never played, who got hurt? Jefferson. Oh,
0: Jackson, Jackson, the third. Um... And don't
1: forget Cam Sutton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it kind of, you know, maybe a cornerback round one doesn't have to happen if some of that. Uh, room emerges. Oh, yeah, and you absolutely
0: want that to be best player available. Like It's whatever that first-round pick is, wherever it is, you want it to be in a point where they don't have to reach for a cornerback because that's how they missed Jackson the third the first time. Um, I mean, I do worry that the last time we had this conversation about Pierre, they benched him and put him on special teams, and that's when Witherspoon had that great December, which is why (laughs) he's here this year. But yes, uh, you're right. I mean, you want someone to emerge, but that gets back to what we were talking about, about why you want them to win these games so that a guy can emerge so that they can learn how to win. So you can just have to draft for the you know knowing what the issues are.
1: You know and and that's what December's all about. <laughs> we want unleash hell here in December. <laughs> unleash hell in the secondary.
0: <laughs>
1: um I don't know do we want to I don't want to get into any of these I don't know. I thought it was like uh, who is the bummer? Who is the worst tweeter well, I'd of the week? I would love to
0: argue with a few of them, but I mean we don't All have right, to. let's go
1: to you know my here's my bummer of the week uh-huh. uh at Mark Kabali mm-hmm. insider Mark Kabali mm-hmm. perspective. Steelers beat a bad Colts team barely. Like yeah, it was a th- it was the fourth worst offense going up against the fifth worst offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you ask and Pouncey said so on the on the, the Ben podcast. He was like, Yeah, this looks like The three and seven team going against a four and seven team. But it's still a win and win in the NFL. I don't know. It's
0: a win in the NFL. They won't play a better running back all season. It's the thing I didn't realize about the Colts until, you know, it kind of sunk in after the second quarter. You know, this team wasn't rebuilding like this was a team that was built to win this year. Like that with the that, Colts, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With that, with that linebacker, with the uh, Stefan Gilmore is still in the, in the secondary. That offensive line is real. You know, this team was built to win. I mean, it's So that doesn't mean that uh, I, I, the team was better than I thought. I mean, this idea that they're that the Colts are some terrible, terrible team. I mean, it's and also too the Steelers have been playing better. Well, so with the Colts. I mean, it's my favorite bit in all of Steeler Twitter is Filippone his his love of uh, uh picket, which definitely goes into trolling, but him pointing out about how, you know, Mahomes played his worst game of the season in Indianapolis, the Eagles escaped Indianapolis, Hurts had to come in at the last minute. I mean, it's the Colts team, you know, sure, are they good at, no, but they've been playing much better.
1: Okay, well, Mm -hmm. uh, how about the the winner of the week, this is my kind of tweeter. Mm-hmm at Steel City Mikey, Steel City Mikey. Staying off Twitter for the majority of the game last night was a great decision. I got to actually enjoy it instead of seeing constant complaining and whining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm on I I, I I used to be frantically on I Steelers Twitter, early, you know, yeah. during game day and then I would, you know, try to like go after all the worst takes and then mm-hmm. that's kind of what inspired this podcast. Yeah, it is. And now I'm like I'm, I'll check in now maybe like at a quarter or after mm-hmm. a drive because it is it's just the the live tweeters are just some and some of these are so called fans and then mm-hmm. they're like I'm a fan week in and week out except during the three hours of a game when <laughs> when it's just like you know these are the worst and mm-hmm. just everything is embarrassed <laughs> pardon me mm-hmm. emba- embarrassing I hate when. When people are embarrassed by something, I'll oh. tell
0: you, I, I had a great experience. I did this, I, I do this only a few times a season, but it is lovely. I, I watched the game entirely from a treadmill at my gym. And in that way, I think I burned about six hundred calories throughout the game. It was lovely. So that way, win or lose, I was coming out the winner regardless.
1: I had, I watched while well, I was at Universal Bar and Grill for the comedy show, and Mich- mm-hmm. I, Michelle Maliszewski is a is a Sealers fan. So I had we were no
0: idea. We were watching, oh, yeah. Wow.
1: And then, I, but I was cheering and stuff. And then, like, some of the comics got mad and like well, said they, something they, to me. They, they
0: can deal with that. That's fine. That's, that's, that's so, that, that. that yeah. That, that. sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah, really, uh, Duncan... Wendy.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we got to get to the. Well, okay. Hold on. I think the band is trying to make it to the field. Hold okay. on. <laughs> 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 na, 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 another win for Candy Pickett in a renegade. All right. <laughs> Let's give the final word to the goat at Colin Dunlap. Colin Dunlap. <laughs> This is the greatest slash dumbest argument in Pittsburgh Steelers history, and that says a lot. Uh, So what happened was, uh, if you're in one of the tailgates, there's some of these, they call them Steelers buses. They're really just uh, uh, retrofitted ambulances that have a bunch of Steelers stuff on them. You know, people come and drive, I think there's like three ambulances, the Steelers ambulances or buses. I don't know what they call them, Uh and it's part of the tailgate uh, fund on game day. Well. (laughs) Apparently, Kenny's girlfriend slash fiancé, whatever you want to, slash uh, life partner, mm-hmm. um, now has a reserved parking spot hey. right right where the, the ambulance tailgate was. And they tried, like, tweeting at her to, like, hey, like to try to, like, raise awareness of the, you know, of, of the parking spot, but... Well, to no avail, I guess Kenny's girlfriend gets a uh, gets a parking spot out I mean, there.
0: One that's 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 yes, it's it you have to be reminded that you know it's it's a sports team. I mean it's it's the the, the yes, the quarterbacks uh, you know significant other gets to park a little closer to the game than you. I mean it's it's easy for me to say this. I I I when I tailgated, it was just me and my dad cooking Canadian bacon on a tiny grill outside of his car, and whenever somebody would look at us, you know, I said, breath, what are they looking at?" Like so, we weren't like having a welcoming. Large large tailgate party so it's easy for me to say this is stupid and you should uh, drink somewhere else and then go into the game but I mean I I could see them being upset but I love this argument I think that's hilarious like
1: well, yeah, I don't know who to root for yet, you know, because there is a little there's a little element of like privilege, like okay, come on, does does she need the parking space? Like, does every does every player's girlfriend and wife get a parking space? Well, you I mean,
0: I, one, I assume they do, and secondly, like, where it, you can put the Steelers ambulance bus somewhere else too, like it doesn't have to be right by the game. Like,
1: um, you know, these big fan tailgates, like God bless them, but for everything I hear, whenever I'm at the stadium, it's I, like they're I like the tail heard. the terrible tailgate is terrible. Horrible. Like right. it's like you're paying money. You're paying too much money for to drink. Oh, beer. to drink
0: outside, and then there's a, you're gonna use a porta potty, which in which God help you, and then you're gonna go into the game, and it's and good luck if you don't just fall asleep in the truck. Again, this is for me to say. This is not how I ever watch these games.
1: Everyone knows the move at Acrisure is you gotta you go to the casino. The go to, you know, know you park at the casino, free yes. parking, and you and you play, place your bets, drink on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you can
0: ride a rickshaw. Is it Rick Saw or Rick Shaw? Oh. It's um to and from the games. I've seen it's like 30 bucks, but I mean it's if you really want to do it to and from, from the, the casino, okay. From the rivers. From the rivers. I mean, also if you park there, and and you know, my mother and I have in the past, you you know, for a one o'clock game, you will get home at 9 p.m.
1: Like <laughs> coming out
0: of that lot. But I mean it's but, Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta
1: you know you gotta play a little bit, play a little bit, more bring some money to play the yeah, cables. You're you're,
0: you're having a day of it. Don't at, spend
1: it uh, all at Agrachure. You don't need the uh, two kill bosses. No, but I'm saying
0: the park coming out of that parking lot yeah. after the game it's a no. concert parking yeah, yeah. play
1: it no play a little play gotcha. a little let the part let the parking get out of there play a little then mm-hmm. you're just going to hop on over the bridge back onto route 51 and
0: uh, now we've advocated <laughs> <laughs> but yes it. Uh, that again again. all of that losing all of your money in the stadium sounds better than getting drunk with people outside in sub-degree temperatures it's, a, it's a yeah
1: it's the better tailgating experience mm-hmm. and, inside and you might see mark madden who knows <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. All right, Coach. Um... You know, if you've made it this far through the show, then you're ready to unleash hell like us. Let's keep That's the conversation right. going mm-hmm. on the on, on the hell that is social media.
0: <laughs> it's been unleashed there for a long time. Yeah,
1: I'm at Kyle Kreis on Twitter. You know, maybe TikTok. Maybe I'm on TikTok. I don't know. There I'm trying to get into Hive and uh, okay. I looked into Mastodon. That looks tricky. That but... does.
0: I know people have talked up Post. I haven't looked at post, post yet. Post haven't
1: done Post yet. I've Looked up. Uh, post. I think you need an invite. Of course, I'm the last to ever to be. Invited to any, I think the last thing I any got invited social to media. was
0: Gmail. I was early Gmail? on Gmail. Okay. Well,
1: yeah. Follow me on Gmail. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Kyle Kyle Christ at Gmail. One word. You don't. I don't. you don't care. Email yeah. me. Hit me up and uh, ask me all your Steeler questions, and I'll tell you like. <laughs> Don't ever say that in public, you know?
0: <laughs> Yes, you can find me, Greg, uh, Benevent, V as in Boy, E N E B as in Victor, E-N-T, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail, just at gmail.com.
1: And definitely check out that Carlton Hasselrig yes. documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up on uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodline, Bloodline. Um, it's just, you know, it's going to open your eyes and you might learn something, something about Carlton Hasselrig because he, yeah, like he is the freak athlete of maybe even a better athlete than LeBron. So, okay. Until next time, uh, keep listening to coach.
2: Be the best selves. That's going to be required.
1: Stay in school.